Surprise! Hi, I'm Cole, and I'm coming at you with a La Petite Mortisode. Number one. It's a little death, basically, but no orgasm. I'm a thanatologist, and tarot readings are awesome to listen to, but there's definitely more to the story because there's always more to the story. Okay, a couple housekeeping notes. Number one, in this episode, you're going to hear some new music. This is by Brad Goodall, the Brad Goodall. Um, His contact stuff is all linked on lifedeathtarot.com. So he's in the band Ona. Um, He also has a song on Spotify called Casa de Mel, which is like a wonderful song to dance to or get pumped up to or just feel happy and bubbly. Um, And he also has a really amazing Instagram account. So you'll know that it is a mortisode when you hear his music. Second, this is exciting. I will be in Portland, Oregon with Chef Shannon of Urban Farm Foods. She's hosting a dinner on Thursday, February 22nd, 2018 called Divine Dining, an evening with Colin Perry of Life, Death, and Tarot. Yes, (laughs) I am so excited. So the whole dinner is tarot themed, every single course. And if you didn't know, Shannon is part of what makes the Ologies podcast so legit. Um, She is the bringer of merch. And um, I met Shannon because of the Ologies podcast hosted by Allie Ward. So at this dinner, We also have some tarot and death-themed surprises. Um, And anyway, I link details about that in the episode notes on lifedeathtarot.com. Now, there's no tarot reading in this episode. It's where we can spread our wings a little bit into the waters of thanatology, spirituality, theology, and not making time for bullshit. These will be a regular occurrence on this podcast. So first episode is out. That was Kat's episode, and the feedback has been amazing. Thank you for listening, for sharing about the podcast, and for being open-minded. Hopefully, you figured out that tarot cards are not magic, and I don't think that they're magic, and I think that they're a tool for introspection. They're a way to check yourself on your own bullshit. So, for this first La Petite Mortisode, here's the question that I have most often been asked asked since episode one came out, which was literally a week ago, but still, um, people ask me, how do I read tarot for myself? Let's talk about this. You do not need any experience reading tarot to do it for yourself. You do not need anything memorized. You don't need any magic. You don't need any talismans. Um, you also do not need a mystical long dead relative that you can be like, oh, well, my great aunt Sally Mae, she read tarot. No, you, you don't need that at all. So you also do not need a reason or an excuse to read tarot. If you want to do it and you're interested in it, that's reason enough. I have found that many people are really, really interested in tarot, but they're not interested in the hokey, like hippy-dippy side of things. Um, Also, a lot of people were taught that tarot is the devil or it's evil. And here's the deal. If you believe that the devil is in the tarot cards, I mean, just think about that statement. I've had people say to my face that they think that tarot is evil, and then they tell me right away that, 
but you know, but I'm not superstitious and I don't believe in witchcraft, but you believe that the devil is in tarot cards. So as a thanatologist, which overlaps with theology and religious ideas a lot, for example, good versus evil, I can tell you that if, if, if superstition about the devil is holding you back from tarot, I would ask you to look at what else in your life you're avoiding because of the devil. So you have my blessing to explore tarot if you need it. If you need a blessing from somebody, you have it from me. And you do not need anyone's permission to explore tarot. It's something new. It might broaden your horizons. And in my book, anything that helps you grow as a person is good. It's a win. So how do you read tarot for yourself? First, get a deck. The Rider Waite Tarot is inexpensive and it's great to use because it has really clear visual imagery. That is a deck that I recommend for beginners. And here I am. I have, I mean, honest to God, been reading tarot for like 20 years and I still use my Rider Waite Tarot deck. It's one of my favorites. Um, speaking of my favorites, I linked my three favorite decks on lifedeathtarot.com. These are the three that I use most often. They're the Rider Waite, the Aquarian Tarot, and the Morgan Greer. The Morgan Greer has been my favorite deck to read from for a really long time, um, and I think it's probably my ultimate all-time favorite tarot deck. So first step, get a deck. Second step, just familiarize yourself with all the cards, like open the box, spread out all the cards and just pay attention to the colors, to the genders of people that appear on the cards, to symbols like crowns and all that kind of stuff. Um, look at all the cards and look at the genders. And, and, and one important concept to grasp with tarot is that when men and women show up, sometimes they literally can be asking you, like, think about strong male figures in your life or think about strong female figures in your life. But they also represent masculine qualities and feminine qualities as well. It's not always just gender or sex. Um, pay attention to the sort, the, the, the suits in a tarot deck. Swords, wands, pentacles, cups. Pay attention to colors. Notice how some cards are really red. Some cards are really yellow. Some cards have a lot of black. Some cards have a lot of blue. And pay attention to plants and symbolism. Notice the different types of foliage. So for example, if you're looking at a card and there's tulips on it, think about what time of year those tulips come up, springtime. So if you pull that card for yourself, you can then also start to think about what happened for you, like what happened to you this past spring or be thinking about what plans you have made for this upcoming spring. So the second step is just look at the cards and kind of just, I don't know, pay attention to some of the imagery, colors, all that stuff. Third, spread the cards out. I like to just sort of ask the cards, like, what do I need to know? What do I need to be thinking about? And then pick one and flip it, flip it over. Look up the meaning of the card on the internet, you know, look it up in the guidebook that comes with the deck and think about whatever the heck the theme is or the concepts that are being represented by the card. Think about those in your own life. That's it. That's literally how tarot works or how I think it works when it's working at its best. Tarot is all about helping you identify patterns and themes. In Kat's reading in episode one, we got the tower card, right? That is the shit hit the fan card. If you pull that for yourself, you should ask yourself, is my life a shit show right now? 
Uh, if it is, why might it be a shit show? Did I cause that shit show? Did somebody else cause it? How did I, how, how did we get here? Tarot is one way that you can delve in deeper to uncover your patterns, your tendencies, and your bullshit. Tarot is about introspection. It's about taking time to unravel your own junk a little bit. It's like that wad of tangled up necklaces that you've had in the back of your jewelry box since the eighth grade. And having a tarot deck, when you decide to like pull a card for yourself, it's the same thing. Like you're deciding that you're going to untangle those necklaces a little bit tonight. You might pour yourself a glass of wine to accompany that task, or you might light a candle or draw a bath. Tarot is about checking in, not out. I want to connect the dots between tarot and death, at least as I see it. I'm a thanatologist, which is someone who studies death and dying. And you know what happens when you're dying or what happens often enough to people who are dying or like about to be dead? They end up processing the events of their life and it can be really sobering, painful, difficult. Imagine that you're dying right now, that you maybe have a couple days left at best and you're weak and you can't do anything physically. All you have are your thoughts. And what happens when you're left with literally just your thoughts is you start to think about um, uh, your bullshit, basically, uh, the people you hurt, how you kept pushing people away, or that you were afraid to say I love you because you were, you've had a pattern of being afraid of vulnerability, um, that you've been afraid your whole life to ask for help, and so you see how that held you back. And you're left looking, like really looking at a lifetime of your choices. I'm not trying to be overly dramatic, but tarot can be a way for you to access those patterns of behavior during your life rather than like identifying your patterns on the way out the door. So tarot kind of, I mean, not kind of, it can be a way to identify those patterns and make changes so that you can do something about it. Um, and that's what tarot has been for me. And I hope that's what it can be for you. It's not magic. Tarot is a way for you to say, I don't have time for bullshit to yourself. So tarotists, you have my blessing. Go flip a card and think about your bullshit. Until next time, you can find me at lifedeathtarot.com and lifedeathtarot on Instagram. Mm-hmm.